Episode 305 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. One of our selections for the 2023 Innovation Awards recently was Accelerate Venture Partners, which is a four-year-old angel investment group that's part of Nextus here in Wichita. AVP goes out and finds startups that fit what they are looking to invest in and linking those companies up with angel investors that are part of AVP. We'll talk about what AVP does and the startup investment climate with Quinn Robertson in episode 305. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is a great look at the affordable housing shortage in Wichita. As companies plan sizable additions to their workforces, reporter Josh Witt and managing editor Shelby Kellerman take a detailed look at what options there are and ask the question, is Wichita ready to house many more additions to its workforce? The cover story this week begins on page 26. Our list this week is roofing companies. See who's at the top and learn about what supply chain issues still remain for the industry. That begins on page 10. It's been fun to look back at our original 40 under 40 class from 1998, 25 long years ago. And the last batch of OG 40 under 40s this week are profiled beginning on page 15. Next week, by the way, we present our 2023 40 under 40 class in the paper and online. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 32. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Accelerate Venture Partners is one of this year's Innovation Award winners at the Wichita Business Journal for 2023. That's an angel investment group that's part of Nextus. And Quinn Robertson from, from Accelerate Venture Partners and Nextus, I guess, is, is with me today. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff going on, and uh, I'm interested to tell the world more about it. I I am interested in in hearing your story because you all are kind of at the heart of what's going on for startups in Wichita. You you get down into the nitty gritty, matching capital with uh, startups and young entrepreneurs. And I kind of want to get the details of how that works, but I also want to get into the details of how that's going right now and what the, the climate is right now. So first of all, tell me how this got started within Nextus. Yeah, yeah. So Accelerate Venture Partners was launched in, I'll call it late 2018 originally by um, our then president and CEO, Josh Oding at the time. Um, he ran and managed that for about a year and started from zero people uh, in, a, in a meeting and then jumping it up to a, a group at some point. Uh, then I, when I came on in late 2019 of about 30 members, and then since then, we're at around 55 members and really excited to continue to be growing uh, all of that. So it's been around for coming up on five years now. And it's been it's been an amazing journey with me taking the reins about three years ago and continuing to 
to, to build on what was what was already started at that point. Tell me exactly what your job is and what you do. Yeah, so I run and manage the angel investment group. So what that means is I go out not only in Wichita, not only in Kansas, but even across the region and look for early stage, scalable investment opportunities, companies that are raising investment capital and matching them up with uh, mostly local, somewhat even broader Kansas angel investors that want to help not only mobilize capital, make interesting high-risk investment opportunities, but also support these entrepreneurs in a more than capital way. It's mentorship, it's advising, it's making connections for them. There's quite a bit more than just a check moving hands on all of this. And so there are folks that want to continue to see not only Wichita and Kansas continue to grow, and, and this is just a mechanism for them to be able to, to help support doing so. So I run and manage the group. I find investment opportunities and help uh, companies uh, get ready to pitch in front of the group. I find investors that want to join and be participants in this. And then once a month, we grow a uh, Shark Tank style event where companies will get in front of the investors and pitch them for investment capital. And I really tell folks it's, it's the Midwest version of Shark Tank without the cameras and lipstick. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy, those are the most enjoyable days out of my month. How do you, how, how do you train to do something like this? So tell me about your background and your, in your education. Yeah, so my background, I started off uh, in uh, Northwest Arkansas where I grew up. I went through the accounting program at the University of Arkansas. So I went through and that was sort of my background was accounting and business and finance. I then worked at Coke for a couple of years. That's what brought me to Wichita, Kansas. And I was doing a little bit of sitting inside a corporation, figuring out how does Coke work with startups. And so it was... We were looking at them not only as maybe we want to invest in these companies, but really how to Coke utilize these startup technologies to better our operations, our customers' operations, our customers' experiences with how they, they work with our services. And so I spent a few years doing that and then built uh, or helped build a uh, an internal startup, if you will, for about two or three years. And it was really enjoyable going from zero to one and walking through that uh, that entrepreneurial journey. Um, and then when I really figured out that I want to roll my sleeves up a little bit more and really start to focus in on more of the community aspect of that. So in 2019, I jumped out, joined the nonprofit here at Nexus to, to really put some muscle behind the angel group. And it's it's been a whirlwind since then. Um. You, you mentioned a whirlwind since then. Uh, compare 2019 to 2023 in terms of not only growth, but I, I assume how much better you have you and the in the organization have gotten at this. That's that's really accurate. Uh, it has been it is night and day different. I would say uh, when I joined, we were pre-pandemic. Uh, the, we were we were all comfortable getting in a room together at all hours of the day. And um, we had around 30 some odd investors that were that were a part of this. Um, you go through some kind of growing pains in 2020, 2021, when not only is, you know, we're all trying to figure out how do we live in COVID world, but 
markets are down, nobody really, people are sort of putting their risk capital back into safer locations. And so we almost had to do a bit of a reset in 2020 and 2021. Um, we basically stayed stagnant from a growth perspective at that point. And then from uh, 20, uh, early 2022, we had around 30, 35 members again, and we almost doubled it in 2022. And now we're walking into 2023 with almost 60 uh, members that are a part of our group now. We also had, I'd say, between 750,000, 800,000 of capital mobilized into the investment capital into these entrepreneurs in sort of the 2020 timeframe. Um, and this last year, we're, we're going to be just, or just over a million and a half in capital deployed. So um, on a really nice growth trajectory, I'd love to see two million or two and a half million in 2023. So fingers crossed on that continuing to grow as we hit this year as well. So less than a year into your your new role at AVP, COVID happens, and I I just from five minutes with you, I can tell you're a high energy person, and you're basically stagnant or you know somewhat stagnant, certainly much more stagnant than you would want to be. How frustrating was that? Incredibly so. Um, we and uh, incredibly so, but also at the same time, we were in a world that there were priorities beyond what we were trying to offer at that point, right? People were trying to stay alive and trying to make sure that their businesses would still be alive next week. And so um, it was also a phenomenal learning experience, though. Um, so within the first three or six months of me being here, we basically got a chance to dig in with every single one of the companies that we had invested in at that point to make sure do you have enough operating capital to get you to the end of the year? If not, what are some strategies to be able to do so? So frustrating in some of the milestones and goals that I was wanting to get to, really having to push those back a little bit, but also at the same time, not only for me, but for us as an organization, able to be able to dig in with not only companies that we invest in, but just other ones we support around Wichita, able to really better understand their business in a very tactical level, which I think was actually a really nice, positive and learning experience for us as well. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the, the the capital that is out there now in 2022 and, and hopefully in 2023. Uh, are 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 you happy with those numbers considering the pandemic and considering the the, the stoppage in growth or uh, is it still climbing out of that? I think uh, we're probably still climbing out of that a little bit. Um, there's a, you've got the public markets right now where they're so topsy-turvy. People are looking at the word our recession coming forward in the next couple of years. And so maybe if it's not an extension, um, it's just a different version of it. Um, we had a 10-year bull run uh, in public markets where everything was going up, people had disposable capital and just all of those things. And now we're just getting back to maybe a different semblance of reality right now. And so um, I don't think it, it may be an extension of that. I think we're still seeing some lingering effects, but uh, I also don't use that as, as an excuse for why we can't continue to grow and can't continue, continue to do some amazing things this year. And we have uh, we have our, our sites set very high this year. Um, we'll see we'll see how, how quickly and, and if we're able to achieve those this year. Mm -hmm. When when it comes to finding startups who need capital and and uh, angel investors who want to help, 
Uh, tell me what you were looking for. What are some of the traits that that these people on both sides have to have to 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 work with you or to work for you? Right. So the startups themselves, the way that we typically look at them is we want them to be more than just an idea, right? We want them to have put some effort behind this. Maybe they've built a product already and have some early customers paying for their product or solution or service or whatever it may be. So we want to see that. We want to see some folks that have already put some muscle and effort behind this because for us, that shows skin in the game and it shows a level of dedication that exists there. We want to see something that can expand really in a very scalable manner. So it's something that can go beyond just serving your clientele in Wichita, Kansas, right? We want not only Wichita and Kansas to care about the world, we want the world to care about Wichita, Kansas. And so if we can get companies that are focused well beyond our city and state borders, that's something that's really exciting for us on the startup side. On the investor side, really, there's a couple of different ways. Most folks, at least by, in order to participate in these investment opportunities, you must be, I won't get into the details, but you have to be what uh, the SEC defines as an accredited investor. And those are just uh, guardrails in place to help make sure that folks uh, are comfortable risking this type of money in these types of markets. And so that's really what we see on the investor side. But we also, one of the things that we did last year was launch a new membership to our group, which is called an observer membership, which basically lets folks that aren't yet accredited, but maybe in the next year or two years or five years, but it's chance to get their feet wet, get in a room, learn, start to build those muscles. They can't write the check necessarily, but they are able to get in and build those muscles. So that way in one or two or five years, they're not coming in completely new. They've already built up that capability, which for me, I'm looking at the longevity of this. That to me is a really exciting addition that we added last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, are are there, is there competition for advisors in 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 not only Wichita, but I guess which you're competing? Who are you competing with? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, when I when I think about when I think about competition uh, specific to investors, as an example. You've got a lot of traditional wealth advisors that are focused on public markets um, and and that component of their portfolio, which should be, in a lot of cases, a very large component of their portfolio. Um, However, we really look at the small sliver that is high-risk, high-reward investing. And so um, there are other angel groups and other venture capital funds that exist in Wichita and in Kansas City and other sister cities around the region. The honest answer, though, is there are there's enough deal flow to go around that you really if if you're in San Francisco fighting for all of these investment opportunities, you're pulling out some sharp elbows pretty frequently here in the Midwest. There's enough deal flow and enough capital to go around such that we're very collaborative with a lot of these other groups that exist that are very similar to us and trying to focus and support the membership that's in their region or in their locale. But to be honest, we're, we're much more collaborative and competitive on that side. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask uh, how Wichita ranks in terms of startups and investment uh, in those startups compared to other cities in the Midwest, but you're telling me, it does it really matter? I mean, there's enough to go around and you certainly go outside the city limits and the state borders. 
the answer is the answer is yes there is enough to go around i think there will there will always be a, a level of competitiveness of we want wichita to be the flag by which uh or kansas to be the state and the flag where we can put it in the u.s that we are the shining star related to this so even even if there is a lot of collaboration there's healthy competition that exists there but we've taken the perspective that there's improved output and a better and a better end result if you can work collaboratively and collaboratively and also have connectivity that exists there there's sort of this all ships rise mentality especially as you look at the heartland and in the region i think and so for us if we have investment capital from pockets that are in wichita going to kansas city or omaha that's somewhat intentional in that in the next year or two or three years, we want to have a local company here in Wichita that's got Kansas City money coming in and Omaha uh, Lincoln money coming in. So you have to build those bridges in order to be able to really see not only Wichita succeed, but have the rest of the region succeed as well. So it's really not a one plus one equals two. It's really a one plus one equals three in that scenario. Was... Wichita and the state of Kansas uh, ahead of the game, behind of the game, right in the middle uh, in in terms of Midwest competitiveness, and 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 is, is how much better is it getting? I think we, frankly, probably have a little bit of a ways to go. We might be behind a few of our sister cities relative to number of new startups that are created, startups that are are funded, investment capital that's deployed, number of investors that are engaged in the community um, we're, uh, by a lot of metrics that you can see out in, in various publications we are fairly behind in some areas some of our sister cities um, do I think that that was do I think that we're moving in the right direction do I think that we have uh, really uh, a nice leg up and a lot of amazing people working to help not only uh, close that gap but then get in front of maybe our sister cities moving forward. There's amazing work for some other nonprofits that are in town. The university here at Wichita State is doing some amazing things, trying to help build, continually build infrastructure here in Wichita that's getting us the right foundation to help accelerate and kick off that flywheel that will not only pay dividends in the next year or two, but really help set the foundation for the next five years, 10 years, and 20 years. Because Really, when we look at this, this isn't a, a flash in a pan couple of year thing. We really have to think about how do we how do we set up fundamental items that are going to help us a decade from now. And you know, it's not a it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And so, you know, we may be in the pack or, or slightly behind the pack in certain in certain areas right now. But we're doing some great work to set up for the the end of the marathon, is what I think. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, the R word a little earlier. Uh, how much do you keep an eye on a possible recession? And I guess how much do you keep an eye on any type of news that can impact a startup locally? Uh, and not just not just financial or economic, but you know, a biomedical campus may be coming downtown in a few years. Uh, how, you know, things like that. We do really try to keep our thumb on on many of those things, even if they're not a direct. Uh, impact to some of the companies that we support or know or, or invest in, all of those things at a minimum will have a second or a third order impact on these folks. So let's say you're uh, a company that's uh, servicing a 
what many may call a recession-proof industry. Well, even if that is to happen over the next couple of years, in general, your customers are uh, have the potential to have less disposable income in certain areas like that. So even, even if you're not in something that's directly impacted, you are going to be thinking about those things and how it, how it impacts your talent base, your customer base, your customer's wallet, your potential partners that you're engaging with and working with. So those things are, are really important for us to, to keep an eye on, not only for us and how it impacts our tactical day-to-day -day work, but the, the network of startups that, that we frequently work with as, as well. So there's uh, it, it's certainly something to, to keep an eye on for us. And we're, we're, we're continuing to get better at it. I think we've got, we've got certain areas we can always do better at it, but, um, but we've got a pretty good handle on, on a lot of those things, I think. Last question for you. I, leading AVP like you do, what what brings you the most satisfaction? Is it pairing up the investor and the startup? Is it seeing a startup succeed to the point where you thought, you know, early on, maybe I didn't, I didn't think this guy had it in him? Or, you know, what what is the 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 thing that make that makes you most happy about it? I'd really say there's there's two things that I I probably bring me the most joy. One is it's when an investment happens, there's obviously some nice things that a company raised money and we were able to support them. But frequently, there's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes that doesn't make the headlines, right? There's uh, one of our investment members uh, became a fractional CFO or became a president of a company or joined a board or connected them with a potential customer that's going to make a night and day difference with the next part of their business. Seeing an investment happen it's sort of the, the tiny thing that people like to see. There's a lot of other much deeper, richer items that frequently come along with that. That to me, that's a really full, fulfilling component of that. So that's that's one area. The other thing that I probably find the most joy in is helping fill the educational side of maybe where what, what exists in Wichita or in Kansas Maybe there's a, a lack of knowledge or maybe needs to be a deeper set of knowledge on how do I talk to investors from the startup side? How do I prepare for a lot of that? If I'm an investor, think about these things relative to the rest of my portfolio. If, if you don't start a business uh, to really think about a lot of those things frequently, and most people, when you think about your portfolio as an investor, this isn't a part of that. And so one of the or a couple of the things that we did last year that we're really trying to highlight is we launched programming related to investors, how to be an angel investor. What are the things I'm supposed to think about? Um, how do I build up that muscle set? Even if I'm a credited investor today, or maybe I'm not, uh, but I want to learn how to be at some point in the future. To me, that's a really interesting program that we started to plant some seeds last year. We're going to do more of that this year. And then on the entrepreneur side, on the education of, am I ready to go talk to investors? Am I talking to them in the right way? Am I speaking their language and telling them the things that they want to hear? Um, I love being able to, to provide some of that knowledge because I see it day in and day out. I love being able to provide that knowledge to folks. And so we started some things last year. Man, we got a lot more going on this year that, that we're planning to launch. And so that to me is something that I just find a ton of joy in is, being able to, again, set that foundational layer that's going to help not only folks right now, 
But I look five and 10 years down the road. Those are the things that I think are going to pay huge dividends. Um, and so those are just super exciting for me to be able to see and, and be supportive of. I can see how that would be very, very exciting. That, that, that's very cool. Well, Quinn Robertson, thanks so much from accelerating. Uh, excel, I knew I was going to say accelerated at some point. <laughs> Accelerate Venture Partners, part of Nextus. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 305. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. So let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.